All right, Mena fans, welcome back to Mena Fandom, the only official, unofficial wrap-up show of the KMS show. I'm Menas, of course. I'm joined by my sometime co-host, Red. Red, how are you? I I, uh, I thought I lost my job here, Menas. I thought I lost my job. I got a little worried. I'm, I'm happy to be back. I'm glad. I'm happy that uh, you took me back here. I worried about it for a little bit there. Um, always a pleasure, man. As soon as I get to log on here and see that beautiful face, I'm in a much <laughs> better place. Thank you. Well, let's get into um, some TCB, which is taking care of business. Please. Uh, the first thing is uh, Red's back. He's he's had a series of almost impossible family events happen, all coinciding with recordings of the show. I mean, if you can't do it, if you're a bit tired or your wife won't let you come on the show, just say that. You don't have Listen, to make up some excuse. I, I am not. I'm not making up any excuses. I hate that you did this to me. I hate this, Menners. <laughs> I I have had the worst month of my life, which is, has caused me to miss this, which is what I need the most. I need to be able to listen to the KMS podcast. I need to be able to talk about you, you crazy Australian bastard. Okay, so I need this in the worst way. So this is help. This is my therapy. I don't I don't talk about my feelings or emotions <laughs> or go to therapy. I bury it deep down inside, like any good red blooded American does. And I talk to a crazy Australian about a podcast. That's my therapy. So how I dare you? Bad, this? I feel bad inviting you on as co-host because as soon as I invite you on as co-host, your life turns to complete shit. Uh, you know, I'm not even going to go into it, but uh, yeah, oh. I'm just sorry. I just want to apologize. Well, this so okay, been terrible so, for your personal life. So you actually believe me when I'm telling you these things? It's not just a lie, well, right? You don't. Well, you don't think I'm lying, do you? Well, do you? If, uh, maybe I, I don't know. Some of them seem a bit fishy, but um, oh. anyway, um, son of a bitch. It's just weird how they all seem to happen at the exact time we're about to record. But anyway, look, apart from oh, that, yeah, yeah. Um, did yeah, you yeah. like the last episode of In the Fandom? Because we were set to record and you cancelled again. And so I thought, well, I'm going to do my Chris Clemmer tribute episode because I was actually, when the time became for I thought I'm going to go to the movies. And then Wait, I hold on. I you, you, did a, you did a Clemmer episode? I thought that was only Tim Tim and Canton did a, uh, a tribute parody <laughs> to that. I thought that was only Tim and Canton. You did one too? I, didn't I did that. one too as well. Oh, wow. uh, again, completely ignored by the matchup, but that's all right. What did you huh. think of it? I I loved your version of it. I I didn't like that Clemmer was coming after you for breathing heavy. I think uh, you know, not knowing what the stairs are. First off, I mean, your legs are only so long, right? Mm. And you're wearing a mask. You know, you're you're getting over some some big steps there. That can be a little difficult. But you're you're doing more than what our boy Clemmer is doing. You're giving us a little bit of play by play and. You're giving a little bit of the ambience, the ambiance of the theater. So I think you did a great job. It wasn't as good as Tim and Ken's, obviously, but I thought you did a tremendous job. And I hate saying that because I'm so mad at you right now, but you did a great job. I wish that the, the KMS would actually acknowledge it, but I guess we're just this long running joke of not acknowledging us at all is actually funnier, too. So I'm, I'm enjoying that. You did a great job, though, Menners. But I enjoyed doing that because I wanted to record it on my phone and do a documentary style and just experiment because I've been saying to Chris, this is how you should do it. Well, I thought, well, you know, put your money where your mouth is, man. Just do it yourself. I'm going to the movies. I've got nothing else to do. And I actually enjoyed the ambient sound. Like I, I don't know, um, you could hear them like they were, my phone was recording when the guy buzzed it and told me what cinema, like kind of felt like you were going to the movies with me. Yeah, and, and I think you could play that sound in the background as you are also talking on the podcast, too. You know what I mean? Like, 
you could get a little bit of that background sound and have that on the podcast. Clemmer could certainly do that. He seems deathly afraid of doing anything besides just pushing record. I don't know why he thinks he's doing such a bad job. It's not, I mean, you're a well-known producer of Manners too, of many mm. podcasts. It's not that hard to do what he's doing. Award-winning, right? award-winning. Thank producer. you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. It's, this is not that hard to do what he's doing, you know? Right. I'm award-winning in true crime and sport. So okay. All right. Slow down. He should have definitely come to me. I would love to help um, Chris anytime. Technically I've said that to him Uh, with borders. I mean, with communication, he does zoom me. I'll take him through anything. Uh, It's like Cullinane. I'm not going to be one of those people that constantly criticizes without offering assistance. I did like that. You put yourself out there and you did it. Yeah, like you said, it can be it can be easy for some of us to just sit back and chirp and 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 talk smack. But you put your you put your money where your mouth was. I thought it was very good. Um, I hope that maybe maybe you can get on his show eventually. I don't know. I don't think he'll be reaching out to any of us, but maybe he might reach out to you. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, I did a little film clapper between the scenes as well. I don't know if you heard that, but that was like mm-hmm. a film clapper sound. Yeah, so look, I'm yeah. I'm all movie men. Now, now listen, if you just had me on here to just pat you on the back, uh, it, we're we're five minutes in here. We've given you enough compliments, asshole. All right, all right let's, let's, let's move on then. You. Let's move yeah. on then. So I did sense some annoyance from you that I had Visionless Dave on the podcast last week, and you sent me a very passive-aggressive message something about your no, 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 show, no. like having no, 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 VD no, no. on your no, no, no. show. No, no, like no, I have see, to ask you permission no. to ask VD on. See, and this is, I, I, I am dealing with serious trauma, things going on in my life. And I've got this Australian, this asshole making up things <laughs> and trying to stir things up. I said, no such thing. VD is, he's a wonderful, he seems like a very nice guy. If you want to have him on, that's fine. You guys obviously have some chemistry. I don't like you cheating on me behind my back and then putting it on a podcast. But I don't think you guys actually are very good on the show. It's very low energy. There's there's issues there that you guys aren't talking about. It's like, it's not good. Like we're, you and me, we're vibing, right? We're good. Even though I hate <laughs> your guts sometimes, we're doing a great job here. He's very low energy with you. And I don't know what you did to him or he did to you. But if he want, if you want to have him on here every once in a while when I can't fill in, I'm fine with that. That's good. I'm, I'm going to be here as long as I don't have another parent that dies here in the next you know week. I'll be fine. So if you want to have somebody else on, I'm okay with it. I could be on here every night with you. I don't care. I just ask. I ask permission. You let me on the show. It's great. And if you don't, I'm good with it. You could have Sheldon on every once in a while, too. That's okay. You could have my guy on. Seems slightly triggered in that response, that uh, angry response. I think VD, <laughs> he is a bit low energy, but I really like his insights on the show. I do like talking to him. You're right. Yes. It's not the same vibe as you and I have, um, but people like listening to his show thoughts. I think Kirk likes VD's take on things. So, you know, Kirk loves this show. So I, I do everything for Kirk. So that's one of the reasons I get him on. Uh, but I don't know if you noticed, like I knew – going into it that if vd was on he was going to slander you and i was very prepared for it and i wouldn't stand for it would i yes this is true you did have my back in there you didn't when i was at my lowest and i wasn't here and you were by yourself you didn't have my back but you had my back there and i do appreciate that i think you guys are both talking about shtick or something that i'm doing i'm the most authentic guy that you'll get talking about kms okay i was one of the original steve robinson and loudest haters that there were to the, to the point where I still trigger him to this day. 
And I'm also a massive supporter of Dave Cullinane. I can go either way on this. I, I don't, I don't just go shtick. I don't hate a producer to hate a producer. I read it, see it. I'm always right. I find the right lane. I'm in it. Anytime that you want to bring something about Dave Cullinane to me and have complaints, I will shoot them down in a second. I'm a very <laughs> smart person. This is how this goes. Now I might come off as being, you know, condescending that happens, you know, say la vie. It is what Arrogant. it is. Mm. No, 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 no. I'm very humble too, but this is not shtick. This is who I am every day. I wake up. People hate me. I don't know why I'm a very nice person, but this is not shtick. This is authentic as it goes. So don't, don't, you, don't make up stuff with VD about me, okay. please. Don't do that. I didn't make that up. You podcast the way you play basketball when you hammered John from Scranton at Sucker <laughs> last summer. That's the way you podcast. Just right to the point. Yeah. That's how I go. All right, That's next it. bit of taking care of business. Uh, well, two things. For, firstly, Kirk's still playing this fucking game about Kirking off the only wrap-up show and blah, 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 blah. I mean, it is hilarious. I mean, I if you've heard it. Kirking off, you know how bad it is. I love it. I love it because, it, and we've we've DM'd about this too, Anytime that he's talking about something that you or I have talked about on this show, it's wonderful every time. I don't need credit. You don't need credit. I know you're a humble guy. You don't need credit. Mm. But yeah. it often comes up and it's 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 great every time. And I love that he's trying to dig. And I think the Tim and Canton thing today was to get under your skin again. I feel like these are these are direct shots at Menners. Did you take it that way when you heard the Tim and Canton sound? I actually didn't take it that way until you brought it up. But now I'm starting to think so they played that, but they didn't play mine. That's a yes, that's the first thing I thought of. Like with I, with Clemmer there, you could pull out a few lines. I like the line where I said, like, I got to get home for the foot, for the cricket because it's my gambling and drinking time. Yeah. Um, anyway, whatever. Uh, look, yeah. I'm, I'm used to it now. I'll be ostracized. Um, I, we, yeah, we I, gotta, we gotta get on the YouTube channel. That's the only way. That's the only way we gotta, we gotta infiltrate this thing. Let's go. Well, Let's I submitted the at a theater near me episode for the YouTube channel and Dave hasn't posted it yet. So I'm assuming the whole, uh, dancing on his, mother-in-law's grave thing has taken um taken precedence this week but hopefully i'll upload it um and the next bit of taking care of business so fuck it i don't know the way the things work on the rundown mm. do not send me a dm saying oh, i've got some heat for you which i'm going to say for the end of the show let's talk kms up front now i know you used to script the rundown um to the very sentence but if you send <laughs> to your co-host you've got some heat for me do you think i'm going to talk about kms when i know you've got something up your fucking sleeve okay. ready yeah. for me so yeah, but what is this fucking heat for me here's the deal okay asshole listen people are tuning into this. They are KMS fans like us. They are hardcore KMS fans. They do not care about this. If you notice, it was an artistic choice on the rundown for us to go through all the KMS topics, all the, the quick hitters, all the big time stuff. And then at the end, we get into the very deep inside show oh my stuff. God, you're talking such horse shit. These are That's fans of Kirk Minahan. They want to hear people fighting. They no. don't care about the reviews no, 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 and no, no, stuff. No. They want to yes. hear you and I. What, what have you got heat for me about? Yeah, but but hold on. So slow down, dummy. Hold on. Let me tell you. Let me explain this to you. So if you're running a store, you don't put the 50% off in the on-sale stuff out at the front of the store. Where do you put it? You put it in the back of the store, right? So you put all that good stuff, all the stuff that we want, 
You save dessert for last, Manners. You will don't That's fucking send me a message saying you've got some heat for me then. You keep that in your back pocket. You don't tell your co-host and then you hey, I just want to get you ready. End. I want to well, get you ready. Look at you I now. Know. You've it's a show tease. It's a show tease. What, it's a what is the heat? What okay, is the heat? The heat is, the heat is, asshole. My dad died. My, my, my sister got arrested and my dog died all within the span of about three weeks. And you're sitting here chirping me and trying to basically kick me off of this podcast that we do for fun, you little prick. You know exactly <laughs> what you were doing. You were doing it the whole time. Yeah, you're giggling now. Look at you. And I am – you pull some shit like that again. And I'm, you know what? I'm really tired of some people telling me that all I do is, is suck your dick on this show. I disagree with you all the goddamn time. I will disagree with you all the time. I could still love you and tell you you're an asshole. That's the difference. Again, that's why I'm right all the time. I'm right all the time. And I'm right now. And I'm right. So there you go. So your dad died, your dog died, and your sister got arrested all in a couple of yeah. weeks. Good story. Yeah. Good story. Now, but yeah, like, yeah, seriously, yeah, go. I, I, I was going to talk about you your go. dad passing away. Was it just before Christmas, I think? Um, yes, just before Christmas. And, and, you know, you said you didn't want it part of the show, so I didn't. Um so yeah, you've had a tough time. You've had a really tough time. Sure. Um, I didn't I but didn't have anything to do with that. Nobody wants to hear about this, Menace. They want to hear about KMS. That's why we're here. That's why I wanted to say okay. it was the end of the show. That's interestingly it. though, you interestingly know, though, on, in on, this latest show. Yeah, go on. Last, last point. The rundown was the greatest show on the YouTube. It was talked about all the time. Ziggy, myself, Sheldon, we worked very hard on that thing, and we did it with purpose. That's all that I'm saying. I'm right. Men, Men's live was better. Men is live was better. <laughs> it was very good. Um, very good. But 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 I guess let's start here. We'll start with the upper. So they Please. talked about grief on Thursday's show because you know Clemmer's father passed away when he was quite young. Um, you know, Cullinane just lost his mother-in-law. Kirk's obviously lost his parents. You know, you've just recently lost your dad. I lost my dad like 20 years ago, and and I it. it it is an interesting topic, like how people deal with grief, because I sort of feel like it, it never really goes away. Like you always have that um, little tug on your heart, you know, that you, you miss your parent. Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, guys like Kirk and his show and being able to put that out there and uh, give us a little piece of that and talk about his process with his parents and now with his kids and talking about Springsteen and what that means to him. Like we've all got that in our lives in some way. It's probably, it might not be Springsteen, it might be something else, but we all have that in our lives and that makes it so, uh, you know, as Mike would say, the cheese is more binding with this, with this podcast. So it just brings everybody in and keeps everybody in, um, which is why, I love this show and it helps get our minds off of this other bullshit in our real lives, especially with mm. two years of a pandemic. So today's episode, I did not anticipate that because it has been so light and funny, uh, but it was very cool to hear Cullen and talk about that and hear the three of them, you know, go back and forth on, on grief. Um, I really enjoyed that today. I did not expect it. And how are you going? So you only lost your father a few weeks ago. I know he was quite old. How, how are you going with it? Uh, you know, it's, uh, like, like I joke about it, but I don't really talk about it. I don't deal with it. You just bury it. I kind of like Cullinane talked about with his wife. You just bury it deep down and you just fall in love with the comedy, right? So Twitter hanging on with, with the Minifans and doing this show and doing stuff like this really, really helps. And I don't know if it's that therapeutic or good, but doing stuff like this really helps, man. And listening to a show like today, 
that really helps. And I know a lot of people are struggling with it. And that's been the cool thing about this show going through the pandemic is, I mean, they've been in person. Kirk talked about it, I think earlier this week, you know, they've been in person in studio, you know, as much as they can. And, you know, this podcast keeps rolling. And I think that's really helped a lot of people. And I know Kirk isn't a big fan of mine and that's okay, but I think he's done a great job with that. And I don't know somewhere, I know he's probably been mindful of that, of how much this this podcast has helped. So maybe that makes me a suck pump. I don't know. Sounds like you're dealing with the grief better than your sister. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, buddy. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That's the other thing too. When you grow up white trash, like I grew up white trash, we got all kinds of issues, man. All kinds. Oh, and you just try to escape it. So I don't yeah. know what kind of white trash people you got out in Australia. Probably a few of them. Right. But pretty much you, probably the same. Yeah. When so you we up, don't have guns. We don't no, have guns, so we can't yeah. shoot each other. Oh, we got plenty of guns too, baby. Oh, let's go. But Love I think it. there is something to Kirk being so open with his grief that it it does actually help people because people do not talk about it all the time. It's not, you know, yeah, it's just not something people talk about very often. And, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I lost my father 20 years ago and it was very sudden. He just had a heart attack. So I went to work one day. And then just got a call. He was dead. So I never got any goodbye or anything like that. So right. that's what hurts me the most that, you know, I never got any sort of time with him to just come to terms with any of that. It's just, you know, he was fully there one day and then gone the next minute. So, um, yeah, I struggle with that. Do you have, a bit. what's your, what's your Springsteen? You know, like Kirk has Springsteen that he goes to, that's probably his therapy, therapeutic, release for him is this is it this podcast is that your release or what do, what do you have for that <laughs> not grief? this podcast I, I didn't really have a release i mean i love the band the music by the band but yeah. generally i i wrote a letter to him um with all the things that i would have said to him if i could say goodbye and that was quite useful i would say that was very therapeutic um yeah so that that that, that really helped hmm well, geez, holy shit, man. This took a turn. Holy shit, man. <laughs> well, let's get back to busting each other's balls, please. Absolutely. Um, All right. So let's wrap up the three shows this week. We haven't recorded um, this week because I've got to say the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it's not great from Inner Fandom. I think he's doing that on purpose because it, it means it's it's easiest just to record at the end of the three days like before when it was monday wednesday friday i can listen maybe listen twice then i record a reaction and then people have got a day to listen to it before the next kms show whereas at the moment it's it's a bit too tight for that so recording at the end unless something big happened is probably the way to go I think I, I can kind of, I agree with you there. I think um, having some kind of a routine, whatever it is, it's been, it's been a struggle with this show because it feels like um, there's been so much going on. And I know the pandemic's probably been a part of that when it comes to childcare and everything else, but having some kind of a routine really helps, especially helps with the phone calls. Like I think the phone calls are getting better and better and we've seen, it's hard to judge. I saw your tweet uh, earlier this week when you were just asking like, when does the show usually drop for, for people? to try and like time it up right when you know the show is going to drop that means you kind of know when the show is going to start and then you should know when they're going to take phone calls and typically on Tuesdays it's just Kirk Mike and Dave and then Wednesday Thursday seems like it will be the days when Kirk will take phone calls so that's helped i think this week has been much better for phone calls that adds to the show routine of that um so maybe that will help but it's not conducive for wrap up shows 
Um, and unfortunately, Dave and, and Justin no longer do one either. So I guess we're the only one to do it. So it hurts us. But, you know, I think Kirk will still check in on us from time to time, I'm sure. Maybe. I I ha- am trying to call in to, to chat about some of the issues with Kirk and Carl, but it's impossible to know when they're going to be taking calls. It's like um, you're right on Tuesday's show. I was sort of trying to stay up. I'd had an afternoon nap. I thought I might be able to stay up and call in, but then – you know, I find out the next day, you know, that was Kirk's library day. So they didn't get into studio till after 10.30. So it would never have worked. It would have been like 5 a.m. Sydney time when they took calls. Maybe he's um, going to be listening to this. He's going to keep doing this on purpose to you. You think maybe no, it's just whatever. a personal shot at Menners. I think so. Fine. Whatever. Live your life around me, Kirk. I don't mind. Um, he's a definite Menner fan. I, I, I cannot help but giggle every time I think about Kirk at the library. Oh, that's so good. I, I just see the little kids that are running around reading books and, uh, you know, parents bringing them in, teachers bringing and he's just there just sorting through it and putting stuff on the shelves. He must really enjoy that. What a weird, that would be such a weird image to see him in that setting. Uh, oh, I love that. That's so mm-hmm. good. Him and his little glasses and I'm sure the OCD is in heaven there. Everything organized. Oh, and... he's got to touch it just right yeah. and place it and nothing could touch it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't... Walking through the even numbered aisles with such joy. I've heard this from other Minifans and they don't, I, I've seen it in my DMs. Um, he might be a, a condiment. Um, he does not believe the OCD stuff when, when he's talking about um, you know, the numbers being just right and the even numbers and the stuff like that. Do you think Kirk is uh, laying that on pretty thick? you think that's real? I don't know. I'm not going to make a comment about Kirk's mental health. Then I wouldn't made do that either. Yeah, I wouldn't do that either. Comments about mental health in the past that have been misconstrued. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know. Well, at I least, hey, the good news is, is nobody will take us out of context and play us on the show. So that's fine. We'll be totally fine. I just, I hear that. And I'm like, that's like, I don't, I find it authentic, but I've heard other people tell me that they don't find it authentic. And I'm like, well, well I just wouldn't make that up. Why would you make right. that up about yourself? Right. It would be a lot. It'd be like a long running thing and there's no payoff for it. Right. So I, I feel like it is authentic, but I've heard from others that say that they haven't. So I don't, there might be a little bit of that OCD going on at, at the, uh, the library, which would be very funny to see. We really um, twisted if Kirk had just made this whole mental health thing up from the beginning. Like, ah, oh, I know. I'll, I'll, when he was back on EI, I know. I'll pretend I'm insane and, you know, <laughs> suffering suicidal thoughts. The people will love me. It'll drive the ratings. Oh, well, you hear him. Like, you hear that mind working and what he's thinking about and what he's doing and how he gets to a joke or this or that. Like, there's definitely a lot of laid plans in there. Um he is a sneaky bastard. I you gotta give him a lot of credit. He's he's the <laughs> the greatest cunt I know. I, I I aspire to be that at some point. So he's he's a smart bastard too. I love the Darren Ravel segment about the MLK merchandise. I thought that was classic Kirk and Mike riffing. Some of the best we've heard for a while. That I think the Tuesday show is definitely an all-time classic. You get you get that, them going back and forth was hilarious um you know some of the quotes just having that sound and props to dave cullinane for having that sound have to give him props for that that sound to react to uh was hilarious stuff that tuesday show is an all-timer that's classic kirk um shitting on darren Ravel. everybody loves to do it uh and then you get the the song and everything else that goes into tuesday show that was an all-timer for me 
Why didn't they take calls after? It was only 80 minutes, 79 minutes, I think. It was a bit thin on length. I think, well, I think, I think the Tuesday show, it feels like, I feel, I think it has been, I have no, nothing to back this up, but it feels like that's just going to be them for the show. No callers. We'll get the callers on Wednesdays and Thursdays. That kind of feels that way. I have no idea, but that would be my theory on it. Um, and the show was as shorter, but perfect. Like that was the yeah. perfect show. It's yeah. very good. I mean, I listened to I, all shows twice this week, apart yeah. from the latest one, because I just listened to it before we jumped on. Right. Yeah. And that's, I think that's usually the case. I mean, and nobody loves a Clemmer Thursday like me, um, but it is hard to get, you know, typically the Clemmer Thursday I listen to a few times over the weekend once we get done, because he always brings it, even if he is low energy. The Clemmer <laughs> is always interesting. Oh, when Kirk said we had low energy Chris last Thursday, Carl jumped in straight away, didn't he? It wasn't a, a minute's hesitation. Oh, yeah, we had low energy Chris. I mean, uh, Carl will pile on to Chris so easily. And then when Kirk goes, oh, you absolutely. hate Chris. Oh, no, no, I love Chris. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, and so and this is, I love to get into this. So Dave Cullinane, who people tell me I don't criticize ever, he is lying to himself when he says that he – he likes the clemmer or he's got no issues with Carano. You can hear it in every little thing that he does. I mean, when clemmer is yelling at him that he's not smart enough to get his show and Dave just kind of takes it, he wears it. And then later on, he's going to get, he's going to get Chris back one way or another with little side comments. And did you catch that at the end of today's show with his little side comment about Carano? Did you hear that no. at the end of the show? No. Oh, so if you, if you listen for it at the end, when Chris, when uh, Kirk is talking about Callahan's show and he's talking about uh, Carano as a producer, and then Cullinane chimes in, oh, producer? That was more like a co-host, meaning Carano is talking way too much and he's setting up those promos on social media where Carano is the one talking or he's finishing the statement. Like, that's a great chirp at Carano, and that's what Cullinane is great at. I just wish he would admit it he wants to be an asshole. He wants to be a prick, but he wants to do it on the on the sly. And I don't like that. I like I like out in the open just being an asshole. That's that's good culinary right there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna criticize him. I I would like for him to be more upfront and honest about it. He does not like Carano. And I don't know that he likes Clemmer either. It doesn't seem like it. They don't like each other. It doesn't feel like it. Wow, some oh yeah, strident criticism there. Yep. Just went all that's in. Right. Yeah, he, he's oh. up, Red. Oh. Put on the reverse brace. Oh, Red! Um, all he does is suck Cullinane's dick. Yeah. Oh, all he does is agree with Menners. Ah, uh, fuck you! I I pick and choose where I go when it's right. Again, I'm always right. I'm right now. I'm right. I'm right. Absolutely, leave Red alone. He's yeah. like grief stricken. His life's falling apart. Yeah, that's right. That's totally legitimate. Week. That's do real. You have a cat? Do you have a cat? Uh, I do have a couple of cats. Yeah. What do you okay. want them to die too? Maybe you if you oh, want to get out of a show. Um, <laughs> you piece of shit. God damn. God, I love you. Uh, uh, with Cullinane. So baby Dave, I actually think it's an immaturity thing with Dave. Like I actually think he doesn't process those feelings very well. Like if you hear the way he talks, he's a fucking lunatic and you know, baby Dave's a perfect nickname for him. Terrific guy. Love him. But uh, like, I will freely admit to you. I like Dave, but I've got a lot of resentment inside no, me no, right now you. about no. the way he's performed since he took over the producing role. I, I didn't pick up Whereas that at all. Okay. Cullinane hasn't got the maturity to admit to himself how much he resents Chris and how much he resents Carano and 
I think he he sort of believes that he likes them, but then you just have to prick a little bit and his true feelings come out. Yes. Yeah, that's it. That's all it takes, especially with Carano. You know, he might actually like Chris. I don't know. But I know with Carano, he doesn't like him, but he won't admit it. Remember when Carano had that tweet, he couldn't even admit on, you know, that he was an asshole. He couldn't even say it into a microphone, even though he'd said it to Mike and Kirk earlier. He can't even do that. He's very repressed. Uh, I think he would fully admit that. Um, you can tell by the way, you know, he talks about this stuff with his family this week. There's a lot of that stuff going on. There's communicate like he can't take a shit in his house without his wife barging in and he loses his mind. There's a lot of stuff there. And I don't, hey, listen, I'm the same way. I bury it deep down the side. I'm repressed. You know, I don't have as many, uh, you know, repressed sexual stuff that probably Dave Cullinane has. He's a little weird. When it comes to like that ass eating stuff, he's like totally oblivious. Fil- filming a young boy masturbating next to him in the. Cinema. I mean, holy shit! If we're gonna, if if, if I'm ever gonna criticize Dave Cullinane, what the hell is that today? <laughs> what is that? Like, how do you don't get that one back? You don't get to talk through this stuff and say, well, I mean, what are you gonna do? Stop him from masturbating, Dave? It's a, it's a, a minor jerking it off around you. You're gonna You're, film him. What are you gonna do? You're gonna let him finish? What are you talking about? That is terrifying. That is. That is an admission he needs to have back. I can't believe that wasn't scrubbed. Holy shit, Dave Cullinan. God, I love that bastard. He is a goofy bastard. Jesus yeah, like Christ. the last thing you would do in that situation is pull out your phone. <laughs> like, what? what he's like, his, and his main concern is like, well, you got to let the kid finish, right? <laughs> it's like, well, what, <laughs> what do you mean? What are you going to let him finish for? Get did, out of did there. Did he lean over and say, oh, mate, are you finished? Like, well, I, I'm not watching. It's like, you're not watching. Run away. Who cares? There's a kid masturbating in a th- Like, wow. That is so weird today. God, I love that shit. Jesus Christ. That was bizarre. great. Oh, bizarre. my God. See, There's like, a lot of bizarre Cullinane stuff this week. So, obviously, the Kathy call and then the mm. song, She's a Cunt. Now, listen. Um, now, before we, but, but on that song, mm-hmm. you need to, because I've done enough praise, you need to give him credit for that. Please go ahead. Like, because there's no way Steve Robinson is playing that shit. There's no way. There's no there's way. No way. No, you know, I, I give Cullinane a lot of credit for playing that song and going along with the joke. And clearly, there Thank actually you. was backlash and there will be more backlash to that song. Oh, like, oh absolutely. I, I think at the next Cullinane party, um, there'll be some talk about that. And I would suggest perhaps if Cullinane has a flat tire and he rings Jack, Jack might just say fuck off this time as a bit of a lesson to baby <laughs> Dave. Um, so that that's what I'm thinking. Holy shit. Like it's insane, insane that he was talking about today and his, oh, it's just water under the bridge. Like wife doesn't talk about it. We're good. Like that's got to be a crazy scenario. I Can I just back up again? Just, just I just want to highlight this really clearly please his mother like a week or two after dave's mother-in-law was buried or she was just buried on the weekend makes that joke so that joke it's going to be even be edgy in a month or two months but making it a two days after the wake while the body's not even cold yet and saying i'm your only mother ha ha your wife's well, mother's dead now well, fuck you S- slow down slow down slow down because as much as i want to come after anybody for for making a joke she wasn't making a joke like honestly she was just talking about how she's taking ownership of this she feels responsible she needs to stay healthy because she's the only mother left 
Yeah, now, with and that the said, other mother wasn't good enough and died. No, well, now with that said, the show did the right move. They did the right thing. They made a joke about it, and they kept piling onto the joke because you need to joke about these things. It's great therapy. It's a wild and then, joke, though. Oh, it's a wild joke. And then Steve's Let a liar. Saying, guy you know, comes right over. The I'd top. like to be your surrogate father. Um, oh my gosh! Going forward, can you call me daddy? Um, it was so good. It was so good. But and I love that song. I thought it was an all-time song. I heard from other people. Other people were talking to me and saying they. You know, they didn't think it was that funny. They thought it was low-hanging fruit. And to them, I would say, well, I think you're just a hater and you're not enjoying the darkness of it. You got to go hard. When you make that song, you need Kirk to really love it. You get that big Kirk laugh and then you know you got a classic. You have to go hard. And Steve the Liar Guy will go hard in the paint. And he did. Mm -hmm. He came with it. And that's why he's the GOAT. I don't care about anybody else. He's He is the GOAT. I am really right, looking right, for right? He's the oh, guy. Absolutely. He's okay, the guy. But I'm really looking forward to how this storyline plays out between uh, like Kathy and this song now and oh, the, yeah, the whole thing, because I think this is going to be a nice little subplot because I don't think it'll go away. Yeah, absolutely. And you tell me, so if you were, if you were doing a live show, let's say you were the, you know, you were doing a first live show in, in Boston, Massachusetts as a Wilbur. You know damn well he's gonna Dave's gonna have some family members there. I don't know. Even it doesn't have to be his parents or or whatever. It could be like you're telling me you're gonna stay away from the Wilbur. He's gonna have family in in the Wilbur, and they're gonna have to hear that song, and they're gonna have the band up there, and they're gonna be singing that song, and the fans are gonna be yelling it right back at him. Like that's gonna be an issue, and you gotta respect Dave for leaning into it, embracing it, and just going with it, man. Not necessarily dealing with it because. I wouldn't be able to deal with that with my wife if she heard that shit. That would be crazy, right? Because they just don't get the show that way. But goddamn, man, that's going to be some issues for sure. I do not think they'll play that song if his family is there. That's my my oh, gut feeling. You got to do the song. It's a, it's a classic song. I bet you Steve's a guy will Kirk be said there. It's a top three. Absolutely. Yeah, I, there's no question. It's it's what brought Steve's a liar guy back. He's had, and that's the other thing too is when you factor in the songs that he's he's submitted recently, he needed to come back with a hit because there were some people that were questioning, you know, whether it was a real retirement, whatever else. He had to come back with a hit, and he hit it out of the park. Let's be honest. See, he, he's been struggling since Steve left. It's well, yeah, that's his muse. Obviously, mm. I mean, that the, there's a lot of vitriol that comes with those songs. And he, and, but I think he wrote it in a way where he was going to be overly cursing because it was in a ode to Dave Cullinane. And that's all Dave Cullinane is curse randomly without reason. So he had to also come over the top with that with the language too. And he just, it was, it was perfect. It was crazy. I loved every part of it. Same. I agree. Uh, I said, so you called up the show, the main show this week. You got through no, the time difference me. works for no, you. No, no, no. No, asking no, that question whether Dave's family would go, and Kirk said that the, his cunt meter was going off, and then he said, "Oh, we can't finish with that call." I know he wants me to go away. If if I were to call, if that was going to me, I'm going to be me that called. Uh, first off, that was a great question. The guy mm. sounded great. Again, it was not me. He sounded wonderful. Um, he sounded supportive of Dave. Um, it sounded funny. It was overly supportive of Dave, which is also funny. Um, again, he sounded great. It was a great question. Yeah, I think it was adding to the show. So anytime you have a great question like that, it's good for you to call in and add to the show that way. Don't waste it on Twitter. Call into the show. Get it going. Get the show conversation Agreed, going. Yeah. Um, I feel bad that Kirk hates that guy so much. Um, I hope to one day I aspire to be that caller. What can I tell you? I aspire. 
You did really well. I wish the time difference worked better for me being able to call. All right, two examples of Carl's terrible instincts this week. First one was I think Wednesday show. Like after like the first 10 minutes, he goes, let's talk about Ken Laird being promoted. Literally one of the most boring people and most boring topics. And uh, they even went, they went back to it later, but Kirk didn't want to talk about it. That's the first example of Carl's terrible instincts. And probably a, a bigger example, when he goes, did you see Ben Volan lost his blue check mark? Like anyone gives a fuck about that. I, I mean, Cullinane, come on. Well, okay. Now I'll take, I'll take two issues right there. So um, talking EEI. It's going to happen. You have to do it if you're the producer. You save it for for the back end of the show, obviously, because you don't want to. Why do we have to talk about EEI anymore? Well, you got to talk. It's an all time enemy. Again, if EEI did what Boring. they did to Kirk, that Boring. they did to you, yeah, yeah, but you would hold a grudge too. You're an all time grudge holder, as I am, as Kirk is. So you do have to talk about it at some point. Like I agree. Years ago, he hasn't worked on the radio there for like four you years. You talk about it on the back. You bring it up on the back end. I mean, you got to bring it up at some point. It's, if he didn't bring it up, then everybody be chirping on Twitter. Oh, are you scared to talk about this? What are you doing? Blah blah blah. Bullshit. You got to talk about it. Now, Bullshit. with that said, uh, I'm right. With that said, the Ben Volan thing, so that was poor instincts on Colin A's part. He, you know, recorrected that, so that's fine. That's Colin A. He's a great guy. Now, the Ben Volan thing needed to be talked about because it was blowing up, and this is this is not your fault, Menners, but you live in another time zone, in another place, on another planet. When that Ben Volan thing came up, it was right as – um, they were taping the show, like right at, right up to the point where I think they were probably taping the show. This happened first thing in the morning. So that's thing, that thing is popping on Twitter. Everybody was talking about it because it was so everybody. weird that it happened. Well, everybody on Twitter, I'm just telling you, everybody, all the 10 people that were talking about it, they were talking about it. So it's something that you do need to bring up on the show. It seemed like maybe Kirk wasn't interested for whatever reason, but it was an opportunity to shit on Ben Volan too, which was great. So that was great instincts by Dave Cullinan. So I'm, I'm going to fight you on that. Oh, well, you can say bullshit all you want. Well, go ahead and shoot me down with examples. He's got a global audience. He's got a a, a national audience Give in America. Give me examples. Yeah, go ahead. No go one on. cares. I mean, you you heard. Like, people live down near Magnolia, listen to the KMS show. They don't care about some Patriots beat writer losing his blue check mark. Okay, if he'd fucking died or maybe his dog had died or his sister had got arrested, that would be interesting. But nothing about fucking uh, losing a blue check mark. Yeah, but if you if you even know about EEI or listen to Kirk, Kirk loved shitting on Ben Volan back in the day. And he's like a poor man's Darren Ravel. So you got to shit on Ben Volan. Everybody loves mm. shitting on Ben Volan. That's the way yes, it I is. I want cult show, like, let's find new material. Let's find new things. Like, let's move forward. Oh, uh, I'd rather see, I love always this. looking back. I love this. I love this when you guys talk about this. Oh, we'll talk something about it. Oh, what do you want him to bring up? What do you want him to talk about? We're in two years of a fucking pandemic, Menners. What would you talk about? Everybody, all they talk about is COVID bullshit. It's stupid. So there's nothing in the news and they're able to create a two hour podcast out of bullshit. So occasionally stupid ass Ben Volan's going to come up, but you got to talk about it. You got to do some, I should do some mock production notes and, and tell you what I talk about. I would love that. It wouldn't you be know, that. When, when you criticize this, I'm with you, but these other knuckleheads who have no idea how to make a show, they're like, Oh yeah. Talk about something else. Well, fucking idiot. What are you going to talk about? Go ahead. Genius. 
please, you can go right on now, right now. Go to Meeting of the Minds right now with that stupid ass show that John is running with those idiot, that idiot that he's running with, Jay's Mayhem. Those guys don't talk about dick and they sit around on Twitter and talk about, oh, well, you should talk about this. I hate Dave. Fuck you, asshole. You don't talk about shit on your show. It's all just one, just sniffing your own farts in the room, like a bunch of morons. So I will take that criticism from you. I ain't taking it from those idiots or anybody well, else. Well, those Stupid. Give me examples. Those TVE fuckheads. Meeting of the Minds is not a show. It's, okay, thank it's, you. It's four people that have no friends, clearly, and they well, just want to talk to someone every night. Again, it would be a great show. I've said this. I've tried to consult with them many times. If it's just John, B.A., and Killer Kowalski, great show. But other than mm. that, it's a make-a-wish show for idiots talking to a microphone. And I say that with respect. Yeah. Thank you. I've I've rubbed them out of my life. Um. Ooh, a few things I've, I could have predicted that I, I didn't rub off to them. Um, <laughs> I was I, I what I, I was just saying. Just I tell the smile on your face. Um, I, I was very predictable that Kirk would sort of say that he was annoyed at people giving money to Clemmer. And this is, and this is probably why Kirk hates me because this is where I just think sometimes he comes across as a bit of a prick because a, Kirk's at Barstool. He's getting paid. He, he's one of the very few people in America that are getting paid good money to do their podcast. Yeah, you know, maybe after all things taken into account, Kirk's making you know seventy five grand a year or something for the show once he's paid everybody and all the overheads, which is a nice little wage for him. But you know he's got significant savings. It doesn't matter to him. You know he's got a he's got a savings, so you know he's yeah. not um, in a tough spot. So I could understand if he was a, a struggling podcaster. You know, couldn't pay his mortgage. He says all the time now doesn't have a mortgage. He's probably got like eight investment properties for a winner. Who knows how and many Mercedes he's, he's got? And yet yeah, he's absolutely. worried that people are sending Clemmer fifty dollars to go to the movies, and he has the gall to say, "Why aren't people sending me money?" Like I don't understand where that comes from, and. Red, I, I really want something from you here because, like, I don't like. I get the. I get Kirk was brought up with good values about working hard. I get that. Like, I think Peter Minahan instilled that in. But then, then he'll say, "Why aren't people sending me money instead of Chris?" He's just got this very bizarre psychology. It's it's odd. Like, and he'll say it too. Like, I remember, uh, like Mike would come in with the Blind Mike Project sweatshirt because he's proud to wear it. Uh, and it would like bother Kirk that he would come in and wear that merch and do that stuff. Like it, it is an odd instinct. I don't, I don't get it. I guess, I guess there's that ego and he's gotten to the point where he's gotten to on that ego and that drive and whatever that is that burns, you know, burns underneath the surface. So I, I can't figure it out. I mean, Clemmer is just kind of piecing this thing together and I don't think Chris could do enough to just say, Hey, like I obviously am getting this much publicity because of the Kirkman and show. You guys are all Mina fans that are listening to this. I don't think he's gone out of his way. Like he hasn't done the, the, the DEC version where he's done like his, his own Twitter handle that he's then turned into another Twitter handle or that podcast feed that was built on Kirk's back to then turn into another pod. He hasn't done any of that bullshit. Right. So I don't get that instinct on Kirk. It's very, it pushes people away. And eventually I think it just keeps like, etching away and pretty soon like Clemmer is just going to break down man because he seems like a sweet guy and Kirk is just going to keep getting at him on these things and it's going to keep bothering mm -hmm. him and if, if the podcast gets better and keeps growing and growing it's only going to get worse for the Clemmer the more ads that come the worse it's going to get so I don't know how Chris is going to handle that because 
Kirk Kirk has this thing in him where he just keeps coming after people for that stuff. And I don't know why that bothers him, but it does. You're absolutely right on that. I'll give you that, Matters. It's a weird instinct. Mm. I mean, I think Kirk likes to be at the top of the tree. Because, um, you know, he, un- unlike me, who's been a boss for close to 20 years, I'm used to sort of leading people. Oh, sure. It's, it's yeah, a yeah. new thing for him. So, You're a great uh, you know, he wants now. to be wants to be the top of the tree and he's now sure. at the top of the tree because he set up his own show. So that's fine. But then I think he's got to learn to be a bit more magnanimous then like have a bit of perspective and that, yeah, but that's yeah. easy for us to say, man, like it was, I, I would, I would do the same thing. I'd be a great team person, but that wouldn't be interesting content to listen to. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but, the yeah, I, I just he promoted Adithianime so much. Like oh, it's, so it's basically much. turned into the Adithianime reaction show because yeah. Carl and I can't find anything else for them to talk about. So that's not just, true. That's not well, true. Clearly well, it is. Oh yeah, it's okay. So he can't he can't bring up Ben Volan, but then he can't bring up this. How many things well, do you want him to not bring up? Minners? No, I'm just saying Adithianime is like they're, they're only main All topic. I ask for is consistency. That's all I'm saying, Minners. That's it. I'm being consistent. I'm okay, saying okay. he could bring more than Ben Vol. So all okay. he does is bring up Adithianime. So it's become the reaction show. Yes. So why then, like, didn't Kirk think that if he's going to talk about it on every show for the last three weeks that Minner fans would, like, I offered to, did you hear this? I offered to support an episode with Chris, brought to you by Minna Fandom. That's what I wanted it to be by and pay the 50 bucks, whatever. And he says, no. Why is that? Does he, why doesn't he, your money's no good here? I don't understand. I don't understand. I would have paid in US dollars. So it would have been good. And I don't know if he didn't want the sort of Minna Fandom stink on the show or, but I just think that's very strange. He did say he wants to get me on to review an Australian movie, but. Yeah, I was wanted to sponsor a show. I and and I think I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And Kirk should support that, right? It should be. It should be. I mean, these are pennies compared to what Kirk is getting. Mm. I'm sure, probably for for Barstool and what he's done in his career. Uh, did you? By the way, did you, when talking about his uh, his contract with EEI and what it could have been and how much money he would have made until 2024, that is insane. That's banana mm. land. What he turned down to just sit there on the shelf. Would you have done that? Would you have just sat there on the shelf and made that money without, you know, what EEI did to him and just had him sit on the sidelines? It's an interesting question. Yes, like 2024. Probably I probably no. would have. I probably would have been happy just to get paid, what, 700000 a year, uh, do nothing. Right. Hang out with yeah, your I would have been fine with that. Right. I've got lots of hobbies. I mean, Kirk's a golfer. He could have just played golf like four times a week, done the library one day a week. That's his week. That's five days killed. That takes that takes a lot of balls, man, to be able to. You know what? I'm I'm doing. I'm. I mean, obviously. And then he complains. Up, someone wise, Chris claim fifty bucks. Right. That is that is weird. But I I think he would admit himself. Like that's just his own thing. That's his own issue. It is what it is. But I uh, guess smart wise, if you think about it, he sits on the shelf to 2024. He takes all that money. By the time 2024 comes, no one's going to want him because he hasn't been doing anything. He's a that's true. He's an has been. So Barstool by then are like, well, I mean, what have you done lately? So, yeah, that is true. Yeah. So you got to, the, the, the short term, you got to make that money, but the long term, it's probably, it's probably a better move. Yeah. I, he probably would have made as much money doing that than he will out of this show though. Now in, within that, did you hear like, it's, you could hear the jealousy with Mike on the show about how much publicity out of theater near, near me is getting. And you can hear it too. If you listen to the blind Mike project, I know that you don't, but I do. I can hear it with Craig too. Craig and Mike 
there's like underneath the surface, there's like this little bit of jealousy that at a theater near me is just lapping them, just passing them by in the podcast world. Uh, I love that. I mean, I love, I wish they would get into that a little bit more because there's underneath the surface, there's a lot of hate there and just release the hate. Have you heard yeah. that? Have you seen that? I picked up on that. So two things, I think that Craig, while Craig's on the blind mind project, Kirk's never going to talk about it. So that that's out. Um, sure. And then why are you laughing? I think it's actually too good for, for the main show to really talk much about. Like, I think it's a really good show. You can't really like, you can't play clips like you're playing about a theater to me and laugh your head off. Like it's actually, I think why are you laughing is a really good podcast. And I've recommended to friends of mine who like comedy. I haven't recommended Absolutely. out of theater to me, me to anybody. Right. And I don't think that you would. I think, I think Mike did a disservice for Chris because he actually made Chris's show somewhat passable. Like it wasn't bad enough to be played on the show and it wasn't good enough to be good. So it's like just kind of in this middle, middle land that you just never get those clips to react to. So I think Mike did Chris a disservice. I'm hoping that Chris, although, I mean, Jesus Christ, Chris, you're going to, you're going to take what three days off. You're going to take the weekend off from producing. I mean, again, you're a producer. I've heard stories that Chris just can't carry his what's, what's the, uh, what's the doohickey. It's a roadcaster pro. Yeah. I've heard that it's heavy. People have said, I've heard this again. I'm not saying this, but people have told me that it's so heavy that Chris can't carry it on the road. You think that's not true? true. I've got one right next to me. It's very light. I've got, you're very strong though. You're very strong. I am a very strong man. Uh, he's very thin, Um, but you can record really good audio on your phone. Uh, you can record decent. I so was surprised. How good. I think, I think he just wants a long weekend in Boston and with I, the wife. I, I did reach out to him and I recommended you can get a really good handheld recorder. That's about 150 us. And you yeah. can record that, and better than a phone. And I said, maybe you should get one of those and do your documentary style. But he, he um, again, doesn't want any guidance. I'm, I'm a Clemming first off and foremost, P one D one. And, that was disturbing to hear today that he's just going to take a few days off and drop it on Monday. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like we need the show. I need this show. Every time it drops 6 a.m. I am on it, man. I need it in the world. The way. blind Mike episode was so bad. So bad. He gets Oof, on someone so as entertaining as blind Mike and they talk about the shitty movie and Cullinane's right. Like this is not a, a podcast well, for on, anybody. What'd you, say? What'd you say? What'd you say? Cullinane was right. This is not a podcast for movie fans. It's not a podcast for anyone. It's a podcast for Mina fans to make fun of Chris. That's what it's become now. Yes, it is totally. And this is the unintentional comedy of it is what I love about that. I love the unintentional comedy. I love Chris's attitude towards it. He's taking it very seriously. He's trying to have fun. He's struggling with it. And that's what makes it compelling. If he wants to make it a great podcast, like a truly great podcast, I think Dave had some interesting ideas for it today. Um, you could add to it. If he wants to keep doing what he's doing, I think having guests on is the right move, obviously. But you're, you're not listening. You're not watching movies that are relevant or at least people are going to. Right. So you're pushing those off to later. So the movies aren't even compelling. It's tough if you're going to hang in this middle zone where it's just going to be just good enough to not be bad and not get played on the show. Either way, I'm going to keep listening because I'm addicted to it. It's not a movie review. There's no adventure element. Um, Yeah. And I I, I agree. Shouldn't be taking the weekend off. 
Actual. No, you can't do that. Like, it's not. What's what's the trial? Like, what's the hardship in that to just do that? Even if you're watching the movies, like you're just catching a movie every day, but you don't have to go through the trial of uploading I mean, the audio. It was harrowing for me. I decided at eleven thirty eight a.m. I was going to go to the yeah. movies, and the set the session started at twelve thirty. I had fifty two minutes to get showered, get dressed, drive there. It was, it was, it's intense. Listen, I heard about Rosa Parks. I heard about Martin Luther King and I would put you in their class, manners. I was out of breath when I got to the top of the stairs. Absolutely. Put your life on the line for this. Exactly. I need Uh, Clemmer to, to, to want that. Like you wanted it. That's what mm. I'm saying. Thank you. Uh, Absolutely. Two more issues. Before we've got some listen, I've got a few more things. Firstly, uh, Eckhouse brushing Cullinane after Googling Kirk. That was, that was an all-timer. I've got housework to do. I've got to concentrate on my housework. I mean, Eckhouse, you're a fucking actor. Surely you can come up with something better than that. Oh, my dad died. Oh, my sister got arrested. Oh, oh, you oh, oh my dog died. Oh, what a coincidence. All you these asshole. happened in the same week. You, you have done anything. You should get you to write his excuses. Listen, I could have helped him with that. I will say, just hire Kirk's painter to help you out. He'll take care of your house, and you can go on the podcast. It's a win-win, mm, exactly. right? Just, just do that. I don't. But what are what are they so scared of? What are people so scared of? Is it? It's not. It can't be just Kirk. It's got to be the barstool thing too. But what the hell? If you Google Kirk, some called somebody a bitch. How many years ago? Who gives a shit? Who cares about I, I, that? Yeah, do I, I didn't know. I've always wondered this though. If if Kirk talks about it on the show, do you think guys like Murchison are just petty enough and crazy enough to immediately contact that person or that business or whatever and spew out his bullshit to those people? Because that's exactly what I think. I think anytime Kirk talks about anything on the show that has to do with a guest or anything else that could be coming up, I think that they get contacted immediately by that guy. Right, it absolutely, could be a possibility because you would think someone like James Eckhouse is not getting many requests for interviews. Like I can no. understand, I don't know Paul Reiser, who's quite a big name. He might get podcast requests once or twice a week, and right. just thinks, "Fuck it, I'm not going to do do podcasts." Whereas James Eckhouse, uh, he's not a big star. So yeah, I think you're right. There's something there. Uh, maybe uh, did Kirk mention Bob this week? I thought he did. Maybe, maybe he's not did. Bob. Maybe, maybe, maybe I was I don't know. bizarrely um, tuning out. Well, I mean, it's, asked, it's the EEI thing too, right? You just hear EEI mm. and you think, you know, Bob Murchison. Mm. Maybe that's what it is. Kirk, Kirk did ask. So finally, someone took the issue to Cullinane. Thank you, Kirk. Thank you if you're 53 minutes and you've done well. But he actually asked Kirk what's uh, – Kirk asked Cullinane what's happening with the interns because mm. Kirk, Kirk also outlined his vision – for, you know, how his sort of network would have played out on radio.com with, you know, this show, Kirking Off, the Justin Show, at a theater near me, you know, have a sort of 24-hour Kirk Minahan-inspired network. Where, where do you in- think Where do you think you, you know, where we, where we would be on that time slot? Where do you think we are in that, Manners? I think they'd play this show like three times a day. It'd be so uh, riveting. Smart. Um, Smart just probably, I'd like to sort of lead into Kirk. I'd like to be the warm up act, and then I'd like to be the the closer oh, at the move. end. Um, that's a smart move. And then at probably, least twice. Yeah, yeah, at least twice. Um, yeah. So you know, Kirk said, you know, what's happening with the interns? And I wonder if Kirk's starting to think, well, is Cullinane actually going to do any of this stuff? Well, 
and it, okay, so this is where I got to come in here and and I got to defend the wall for Cully. The I love that he brought it up because obviously you've talked about this before. So props to Menners. Um, when it comes to the interns, you got to literally volunteering to be an intern, and but, I'm 45 and produce professional hold podcasts. Please. Hold please. I talk, you talk. Thank you. So MLK Day just happened. That's when you know college students are coming back to campus and starting their second semester. Typically, there's a lot of things that go on while they're trying to find these interns. I have inside sources. I can't release my sources, but I will tell you that I've heard from others, not Dave Cullinane, but I've heard from others that the intern pool, I've heard from people, from people, people who know the intern pool was not great. Wasn't great fits necessarily, but they'll continue to search for interns. You could see it right now. The intern search with the Jerry Callahan podcast, for instance, is a total shit show. So at least oh, it's shit. not that. There's interns out there. I got an intern write to me about my cricket podcast. Well, hold on. I am in a point here. Please let me get there. Let me bring this home. Let me land the plane. So it's going You're in to an happen. Excuse. You're in another excuse. No, no, no. no. It's a two. It's a two-year pandemic. So keep that in mind. It's very yeah. hard to find interns in this time period to give them college credit to do those things. It's going to happen. Things take time. They will get there. They got to find the right fit. They got to find somebody Six like months. Justin. They got to find a way. You can't have these guys coming in here or just barstool bros. You can't do it because it's not going to fit for Kirk. You got to find weirdos. You will find weirdos, but things take time. And they found two great weirdos with Will and Justin. They will find great weirdos again, but you got to find them. It's going to take time. They'll get there. Never That's all heard such a pathetic excuse. The, the opposite. It's a pandemic. You got all these idiots at home who all they can do is access the internet. So they should be applying to be interns. They could produce KMN network shows that could help cut clips. But They're this is what home. you don't, you don't understand this menace because you're not here. Nobody's working right now. Nobody's doing diddly shit right now. Right? Same here. Sydney's a ghost town. Yeah. Got every, every excuse is COVID. Everything, every single thing. Nobody wants to do shit. So, these kids, these interns, they don't want to do an internship right now. They just want to sit around and stream and play their video games and fuck off. That's all they want to do. So it's going to take some time. That's all I'm saying. There's like nothing going on in America right now because everybody is just eating and sitting around scared shitless of a flu that Montante won't stop talking about, right? Oh, just we not, lunatics. We, he's banned from being brought up on my Please, show. Please, thank lunatic. you. Jesus he said the most racist joke to Tim, comments to Tim Ridgels. I'm not even going to repeat them. He, and then he says it again. When Tim says, what did you say? He says it again. Uh, just disgusting, man. He's losing um, his mind, yeah. Please. But you keep coming up with your excuses for the interns. I guess, I guess from my point of view, in my heart, I'm more about supporting Kirk's vision than maybe Dave Cullinane is. Cullinane's more about himself. I really want to support Kirk's vision. Uh, and th th I'm here for him. I will I will agree with you there. You are here for him. It's not about you. Um, service above self. It, it is about the interns. If you bring in interns, I think it'll add to the, it'll only add to the show. Shows will get longer. Cam and YouTube comes back, network comes back. You and I make our triumphant return. We own the network. It all blossoms from there. People come in. They flock in. Droves of them come in. Red, Menners, brings everybody in. Mm. It just keeps adding and growing and growing. It'll get there. Trust me. It just takes a little time. That's all. Yep. That's all. We'll get there. Uh, what do you think about Pat from Kirk's quiz team? I mean, he, he seems to get a, a pass mark on on being very average, you know, rumors behind the scenes and he spends a lot of time with K Marco. I don't know if they're true or not, but um, yeah, just really strange. 
I think uh, he, not somebody you can trust. You heard from? Did you listen to the Dave Portnoy show? This no, not the this newest week. one. If you listen to this this week, you'll hear Gaz hanging out with Bubbly Gang and doing some things with people who are enemies of Dave Portnoy. I think similar to Gaz in that where uh, with with okay. Pat, where I think he's going to be. There's there's trouble brewing underneath the surface. Like Kirk was a little bit more, um, you know, he was a little bit more critical of Pat this week. And Pat's performance, I mean, Kirk didn't like that he was drunk, seemed to be drunk on the uh, the trivia show. Mm. So I think there's issues there underlying. I think you're on to something here, man. I think there's something brewing. I just hope Pat's as loyal as he pretends to be. Um, that's all I'm saying. I, I hope he is. Uh, I have my doubts. He was wearing that Red Sox hat. I don't know how you felt about that, but he was wearing a Red Sox well, hat. Well, a certain too. person got banned from the Cayman Network for wearing Red, Sox, I thought Red of. Sox merchandise. Um, first thing I thought of. Yeah. You know, the real twisted thing about that is red. So I'll take you into my psychology. So Please. I, I recorded that day two shows in the same day. I can't remember. I think there was a, a Men is Live and then a Live Men is Live and then I pre-recorded an Aussie Minifan mm -hmm. show for the next day both on the network and i wore i had i brought two different red Sox shirts to the studio thinking i will wear one on the first recording then i will change into a new red Sox shirt so it looks like it doesn't look like it looks like i've done it two days in a row well, like red any Sox. great host of the grammys or the oscars exactly a couple outfit changes absolutely exactly absolutely. pro move pro was move. a pro move yeah, I don't, know why, I don't know why you got hated on for that. You know, it's no. just the Red Sox. I mean, if it's good for Pat, again, we're just looking Harry, for Harry loves the Red Sox. Oh, loves absolutely. Them. Consistency. That's all we're asking for. No all right, we've come to the end of our KMS chat, and I've already taken the heat out uh, from you, Red. You have. But we've got some questions from our listeners. So um, I'll start with Killer Kowalski's question. I need a Menas versus Red top five rom-coms. Oh, I'm ready now, for this. Okay, will you start? Well, okay, we'll go. We'll go one for one. We'll just get. get I'll, I, I I don't know how many I have, but you go. Yep. All right. We'll make sure. So I, the way I would like to do this, let's see if you agree, is I'd like to give you a movie. I'm going to put that on my list, similar to what KFC mm -hmm. and and Feidelberg do. I'll yep. give you a movie. You can't take it. I've taken that spot. Okay. So if you allow me to go first, sure. Number, you know, the one of the rom coms that I love would be Clueless, a classic, mm -hmm. an all time classic. So I'm going to take Clueless off the board. I'm going to take Something About Mary. Something About Mary is a great one. That's a great one with the hair. I'm jealous of the hair. Um, I'm going to go Silver Linings Playbook. That's is a that great a romantic one. comedy? That's a romantic comedy. Are you, they, they end up together. Will they, won't they? It's a hilarious movie. You didn't find that movie funny? I don't think I've seen it. I mean, you need to, you need to you need to watch Silver Linings Playbook. It's an all timer. I know it's okay. fairly recent, but it's an all timer. I'm going number two. When Harry met Sally. Oh, you went old school on me. Well, it's very old school. Can you give me um? Can you give me that uh that Meg Ryan <laughs> sound? Can you reenact that for me? Ah. Uh, no, <laughs> oh, that was great. Uh, man. Uh, <laughs> That was great. Yeah, there you go. Um, I'm gonna give this one. I know there you go. I I'm gonna give you this one. I know this one is gonna be great for, for Dave Cullinane. Uh she's all that. She's all that. Ooh. 
1999, my friend. Yeah, that's a great one. I, I like the song. Um, okay, so uh, I'm going to go forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, someone did reply to that tweet. Uh, I do know one of the cast members, so I've got a bias there, but I'll put that on my list. Okay. All right. I like that. Um, this one is not as popular. I'm going to go, you know, going to go off the board a little bit here. I'm going to go with High Fidelity. Have you seen High Fidelity, Menners? Remind John me. Cusack. John oh, Cusack. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's based on the um, P- uh, Fever Pitch book. And it's the fever pitch book oh no no it's based on something another book yeah so high fidelity uh will they won't they again uh long time he goes through his list of girlfriends he owns that record store jack black is in it he's tremendous uh Mm. very funny movie rated r year 2000 can't recommend it enough i think it's john cusack's best actually i think i prefer that over say anything wow okay i'm let me think i'm going the wedding singer is my next one adam sandler that's it oh that a beautiful so movie good. it's great it's it's on netflix right now i've I've watched it a few times already all right how many are we in how many did i, I don't know i think are? i've done enough that's, that's all right all that's probably good i think we've next question thanks um kk Thank right you, downstairs Kelly. area kirk inserting menna's talking points into the show while he and dave continue to ignore the existence of menna's and his show is one of the funniest subplots going on right now that's a really I good question yeah, i i, I love downstairs area i've often thought that that was either you or mayo because it does ring ring true with you guys downstairs area is a great follow if you can get on there um i think it's a great point it is hilarious to have them talk about it to have them really lean into the joke too thinking that it bothers you so much and we know you're bulletproof these things don't bother you it's just Certainly not right, right off the duck's back right there Right off yeah. the Australian ducks back. Sure, so people love involved. being ignored. It's absolutely trigger, trigger anything. Um, uh, yeah, um, I'm not downstairs area. Just so you're aware, Kirk Club right. is my burning account. Okay, all um, right, it's, it's a great account. account. That's why, yeah, your burning account. It's a great account. Right. I love that shit. I love that. Shit. David from Hull. Do you think dodgeball being banned in schools now is part of the liberal agenda to pussify America? I see. I'm going to lean in on this. I don't know, Daver. I don't know where this question came from. I don't know what he's talking about. If you want dodgeball at your school, you just can't have your kids go to a public school. I don't know what you do in Australia, but at every private school that they have, you're allowed to have dodgeball. And it is fantastic. And they make dodgeballs are very soft now. These aren't these hard, you know, rubber ones that we had when we were kids. So it's a tremendous game. It's still going on. So that's a little bit of that Montante, Daver. Those guys are losing their minds on Twitter. Uh, they're getting a little too caught up in the COVID bullshit. You guys got to relax. You sound like Jerry Callahan. Because you, you know, should be banned from all schools if you're that dumb. Concussion like, is a real thing, Red. You what? cannot have what? people throwing balls at people's heads. It is <laughs> brain damaging to the max. If you heard the fucking uh, Mike's latest Three Stooges podcast, all they did was bet each other around the head and they all died of fucking brain hemorrhages. It is terrible. Maybe, maybe you should you... not be like the worst thing you can do is get hit in the head and they get hit in the head soon after. No, 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 it so doesn't... much brain damage. Nobody's hitting it. This is not this is not the NFL. Nobody's getting hit in the head all the time. And plus, you could see it coming. Okay, so the science of it is if I could see it coming, that's why boxing isn't that dangerous dangerous of a sport, because you could see the hit coming, right? It's the hits that you don't see coming, which give you the concussions. I know I'm a scientist. 
I am a professional at this. So you guys are so full of shit. It's dodgeball. Get over it. They're very soft. Okay. No, I, I agree with the the schools banning dodgeball. Jesus. I think it's bad for kids' psychology. I think we can teach our kids more than just throwing objects at other kids. Teaches toughness. Teaches well, teamwork. I think it teaches bullshit. Um, no, all right. Soft. Ted Sarandis. Great account. What are the key? What are the key elements that make Minifandom the top show in the KMS universe? What do you think of Kirk essentially saying Chris should follow your movie podcast model? Can you think of a wor- Can you think of a podcast performance worse than that of Mike VGS on Why Are You Laughing? Now you got mad at me on Twitter. You got you got mad at me on Twitter because I was answering this on Twitter. And again, Mm. I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing. It's a show tease, pro tease. Listen, I'll answer it one by one by one. Okay. What was the question again? (laughs) What are the key elements to make me a fandom the top show? The the key element is me. Obviously, I'm the straw that stirs the drink. You are the main meal. You are the steak. Right. I'm the wonderful appetizer that comes before the steak. Okay, I'm the side dish. I'm the macaroni and cheese. I am. I am what makes the show great. Because I thought the key element was our competition. I mean, we just look so good compared to everybody else. I mean, the fact is, Kirking off is so bad. You and I could just, you know, turn on our mics and mumble for five minutes and would already be better than them. That's usually that's usually what it sounds like too. Unfortunately, their sound quality is not good, and I hate to say that because they are nice guys. But ooh, Mm. that's not good. So I think I think probably what we put into it, our greatness. Uh, our preparation, I think, is competitive advantage. One. Absolutely, uh, yeah. number one hundred percent. And there's just no, not much other competition. Uh, what do you think of Kirk essentially saying Chris should follow your mo- podcast model, movie podcast model? Not surprised. I no, mean, I, 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 I said think Kirk. I, I said yeah. um, Mike should do a comedy podcast. Is doing it. I've given Chris good ideas. I mean, I don't know why are people sending me money every time this podcast drops. Ideas get stolen. One hundred percent. We should be charging for this because you do a great job. You've got great ideas. You're a great consultant. I don't know what happens. And the only time you're wrong is when I'm right. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. But we need to charge for it. But I love. Listen, I love that people borrow our stuff. So please, yeah. if it makes you better, go for it. It's Here nice to, to be loved. Team guys. Um, can you think of a podcast performance worse than that of Mike VGS and why are you laughing? No. No. Yeah, I don't know who Mike no, is. No, there's that one clip uh, where they're talking during the Dane, the Dane Cook uh, episode. It is awful. And I li- Mike seems like a very nice guy. Um, he is so bad on that show. So bad. I don't know what's wrong with him. He just starts a sentence and he has no idea where he's going to finish it. And he seems he can't be bothered to do the show. Like he seems it seems to be such a burden for him. He seems disinterested. I don't know why Craig still has them on. I think it's poor instincts on Craig's part, but they seem like very nice guys, but there's nothing worse than Mike. I'm sorry. I'm all, I mean, there's a couple other guys that are worse, but for the most part, Mike is the worst. He's nice. I wouldn't know his voice if I heard it. I did notice Matt from Rhode Island. I think was on the latest. Why are you laughing? And isn't that Justin's moronic co-host? And I think it was Matt was laughing when by Mike's, telling this horrendous story about, you know, one of the three stooges basically dying in poverty, um, you know, this miserable story. And then he starts giggling Matt from Rhode Island. I'm like, fuck, it's not funny, buddy. The only, um, the only, uh, yeah, with Matt, I, I like him, but he gets too into the weeds when it comes to the video game chat with, I listened to Justin show. I'm a big Justin fan. I know you're not, but I am. 
gets way into the weeds when it comes to video games. I don't, I don't know, man. It's not for me, but I'm going to keep listening in. I, we need to, like, you guys got to cut off that video game talk as much as possible. It's poor instincts on Matt's part. I hate to say that. Have they reviewed Boba Fett at all? Uh, barely. And that's a missed opportunity on Justin's part because he should do every episode. He should drop a review for that stuff. Anything big Star Wars, he should do a review for that. I don't know why he doesn't want to do that, but he should. Um, I think he would be very good at that. So I'm very disappointed in the Justin show in that his expertise, his speciality is Star Wars. And he's not doing that right now. Yeah, fuck it. Um, all right, oh, next wow. question. Roscoe, has Kirk lost his fastball? Interesting. I don't think so. I I mean, the show, for me, KMS has never been better. And a big part of that is Dave Colony, obviously. I think with the case drops, it's going to be even better because of Dave Colony, obviously. But I don't think Kirk's lost his fastball. I mean, he hired the greatest producer that's out there right now. Um, they're making a beautiful podcast. This is together. not doing anything for your reputation of being a complete suck punk for Kyle. I'm not a suck punk. I, I, you are. I, you literally just I criticized Dave like just five lied times. like five times in a row. Where? Please spot the lie. Tell me where best the lie. Best producer, is. not the best producer. He's the best producer on the KMS ever. That's uh, that's a fact. Did um, I stutter? Did I lie? I'm not lying. I'm probably disagree. If I'm um, lying, I'm flying, and my feet are on the ground. Right. So. Yeah, I oh, thought Andrew Augustus did a better job when he was in studio. Oh, please stop that. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. I, I don't think Kirk's lost his fastball at all. I think he's been oh. really funny. I like the little jokes when he cut. I like the, like, the donut. I like his little one-liners that he's been working on um, to start shows. I think he can only work with the tools around him. So I think, you know, if, if he had a producer that could maybe inspire or prod or get more out of Kirk, that would help. Uh-huh. But um, okay. generally I don't think Kirk's lost his fastball at all. Okay. All right. Okay. Throwing I'm going to let that pass. Yeah. I'm that pass. Um, Rico Bosco fan. This is to me. If brought on as a consultant to KMS, what are three changes you'd suggest or implement? Now this is what's called a tease because I said before about the production notes, what I'm going to do is I'm going to work on a bit of a, a point plan like Michael Scott's, you know, 10 point plan to save Dunder Mifflin. I'm going to work on a, I'm not sure how many points yet, but I'm going to work on it for the end of next week's show. So I've got, you know, I've got a full answer for this, not just one pulled out of my ass. Um, You know, a point plan to save the show, uh, some topics, all that kind of thing. Basically production notes. How, how would this, this point plan, how far up on the list is making you, you know, uh, owners, giving you ownership of the KMN network? Like where, where is that? Uh, I don't know, actually, when I, I'm a bit over that now, like, oh. I'm one of those people like I've like, okay, if you don't you want just me, let then it you go. can't have me, you can't yeah. just let it go. Like, all right, you want your fucking stupid interns, go, go and do <laughs> it, you know? Um, like I'm getting, you know, massive numbers on this podcast. The listens are, you know, through the roof. Big time. So I don't need the network support. Um, I'm, I'm a, a cowboy. What are the most, what are the most listened to episodes? I know you know what that is. I know you know what that answer mm. is. Chris you know Clemmers. it's Chris Clemmers. You, you know it's the Red Show. You know it's Chris Clemmers. Chris Clemmers. Uh, I didn't want to tell you uh, that it actually has a little bit more than every other show. That was a one-off, though. That doesn't count. I'm I'm Mr. Consistent, right? I'm Cal Ripken of this shit. I'm here all the time. So yeah, Killer Kowalski's certainly the lowest. Die. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Killer Kowalski lowest, then um, VD, then my solo shows, then Red, then Chris. Ah, oh, that's, that's pretty good. 
as a climbing, I can respect that. Okay. Uh, I, actually, you can, if you want to support me in a fandom, send me money. Just whatever. Uh, please. <laughs> um, we'll keep doing them. We'll keep doing them regardless. But, you know. <laughs> I love it. All right. Please. And, and that's it. That's it for all the questions. Thanks, everybody, that's written in. We did. I did want to just, like, wrap up. I know a few episodes ago before these so-called tragedies happened in your life, yeah, sure. I said to you I was going to watch all three John Wick movies. Yes. Please. I powered through them. I Please. watched them in, like, a day. Like, literally the whole, just one, three. God, that sounds glorious. Four, I, can't I think it's three and four is coming. And... I have to say I love the first one, and this is going to be triggering because you just lost your dog, but the the killing of the dog in the first one, I lost the dog recently. It it, it unlocked all sorts of emotions. I would want to fucking kill somebody if they killed my dog. That's it. I would want to kill him, his whole family. Please. uh, Anyone they've ever met, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. You just go on a, a killing spree. That's why I love it. It's just the bare bones basics of raw emotion you're going to kill my beautiful puppy dog that my wife left me before she passed. I am going to burn down your entire village. I'm going to napalm it. I'm going to salt the lands. Not only are you dead, everybody, you know, is like, it's a beautiful movie. Beautiful. So you loved Mm. John Wick one. Tell me about two and three. I enjoyed two and three. I, I think though, one thing I will say is by the third one, it felt like it was a few scenes in between these like 40 minute fight scenes where he just shoots a hundred people in the head. But I, being a guy, I kind of enjoyed that. So I mean, Holly Berry, Holly Berry, Holly Berry. Amazing. Yep. Um, So big fan of that. that. Oh, yeah. It knows exactly. And, and, you know, probably Clemmer doesn't like the movies, whatever. It knows exactly what it wants to be. It leans into it. It gives you just enough of it to be in on the joke, but it makes it feel like it's serious. Those are those movies are perfect, perfect action movies. Love. That's why I enjoyed the King's Man that I reviewed on the last episode on my excursion. Right. Um, it was fun. I mean, it's not like a dramatic masterpiece, but it was action. There was war, um, so that was good. Uh, I did see No Time to Die for a third time, and Beautiful. it's now available to stream. Beautiful. So I'm enjoying that and um i'm actually binging the mission impossible movies now so i'm you know i'm up to number five so one to go oh the those the, where are the, you on my the most recent mission impossible is one of the best action movies i've ever seen ever you know wow. and I'm, I'm a huge tom cruise fan but i mean from beginning to end um that action is unbelievable um the fight scenes tremendous can't get enough it's one of the best action movies you'll ever see and i usually i like to under promise and over deliver you you won't find anything wrong with that. I need you to watch Silver Linings Playbook though. Uh, come back and give me a review because I think you're gonna really like that too. I mean Jennifer uh, yeah. Lawrence is tremendous. I've been really diving into the action movies lately, so maybe this will be slightly different. I did love um Don't Look Up. That was a great film. Have you watched that? I love that. I don't know. I didn't I guess I don't get the the criticism from Kirk because it felt like and you tell me what you think, but I thought that I thought it was making fun of everybody. I thought it was making fun of media. I thought it was making fun of liberals, Republicans. I thought it was making fun of everybody. So like, it didn't feel like there was that bias with it before. And I thought DiCaprio was great in it. I thought it was a hilarious movie. I turned it on and thought I had Kirk's little review in my head because I love Kirk. And I thought it's two and a half, two and a half hours. Will I finish it? Loved it. I mean, yeah, I did stop to beat off to Jennifer Lawrence and Kate Blanchett at different times, but 
they were outstanding. Like Kate Blanchett, Kate Blanchett looked amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Preach. Preach. I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't masturbate as much as you did, but loved it. Loved it. I told the story on a recent episode where I, I missed the chance to meet Kate Blanchett. Um oh, still regret that one. Still regret man. it. Slept in. Sorry Slept in. Oh. All right, well, that's my movie watching. I'm going to watch that Mission Impossible tonight because I've almost finished five, so I'll Please. let you know next week. Thank you. Well, this is probably the longest minute fandom, apart from when Dave Cullinane just rambled on and on and on <laughs> when I had him on the show, but we're at a, an hour and 20 minutes. Red, thanks for coming on in the midst of your grief-stricken life at the moment. Appreciate that. Um, I can feel that. It feels authentic. Funny, you're the grief-stricken one, and I'm the one that started crying on the show. Really, I really. know you got very emotional there, Maris. I appreciate you open up to me like that. It's it really tried. You almost disarmed me, but I came back, and you know I don't like to be mean to you. I love you, but if you make me be mean to you. I'm going to be mean to you. When so. you saved the show, I would have just started crying there for a while. And oh, jeez, buddy, put me back into the. You're making me emotional. I mean, my my dad died, and you're the one crying. You son of a bitch. You're trying to big. You're trying to big time me like Steve Robinson. You're trying to take my grief. You asshole. Yeah, I think I'm not trying to big time you. I just think me losing my dad suddenly is worse than you losing like of your course. older father yeah. who's just been struggling. Me. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. One on me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Your dad was old. Blah blah blah. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, that's fine. I guess my dog didn't die a week later, so you, you win on that front. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Let me let me have my grief. Let me win this, okay? I win very anyway, well. Thank but um, all jokes aside, um, you know, uh, I hope you're doing okay, Red. It's great thank we get buddy. to chat and escape from everything. Please. Listeners, thank you for downloading Minna Fandom, the official, unofficial KMS wrap-up show. I'm Menas. I'm joined by Red. You can send all donations. Just, just, just hit me up. I'll see you $50. Send the cash to um, Kirk. If you're listening, if you want commission, Kirk, you can have fucking commission. I mean, if you're a real businessman, Kirk, wouldn't you have set up a commission model by now and said to Chris, hey, I want a taste? <laughs> you're unbelievable. You're, you're, we're see, an hour and 20 minutes in. That's great. That's late. Love it. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs>